The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of The Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I've got Dr. Terry Bader, and I'm very excited to have Terry on. As you guys know, um, most of the stuff that I started off with was it was all about health, and which is good. You know, it's actually our most people's number one concern. Because um, if you don't have your health, you can't really think about anything else, can you? Um, there was that uh, quote from Confucius that said, um, "A healthy man wants a thousand things; a sick man wants one, and that one thing is to be healthy again." But beyond the physical body which is also connected to um, the spiritual body, is a really interesting conversation. <laughs> and that's what we're going to be having today. And what I liked about what Terry's doing is uh, talking about love and consciousness and and this war between consciousness and how they shape our lives and our world. So, Dr. Bader, thank you so much for being here today. It's a pleasure. I love what you're doing, Tim. I, I appreciate that. Um you did a little homework on me beforehand. You said you had listened to a few shows or something. What, yes, I did. What was, the, what, what, what was the takeaway on your homework? Well, I mean, first off, I'm all into regenerative medicine. So you got me at hello, right? <laughs> so I'm in. That's cool. But what I did, uh, um, one of the things that I really walked away with, which was a lot of fun, is you were talking in a fairly recent episode about morphic fields. Now you didn't name it as, as such, but you were talking about the morphic fields that schools of fish or flocks of birds have where all of their limbic systems are actually coordinating and their, their group mind is acting as a single mind. Mm -hmm. And um, I talk about that in my book. And um, I was like, high five, he knows, he sees, yeah. and this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's like that, I, I remember that uh, saying that now in that episode, and it's like, that's so possible for human beings on this planet. And the more I've tapped into, uh, you know, following my joy and my excitement to the best of my ability with zero insistence on an outcome, the more those synchronicities in my life have, have happened with the world around me and the people in that world, people mm -hmm. just showing up at the right place at the right time. Um, mm -hmm. For those of you, I, I don't even know if I, I think, I think I've talked about it a little bit, but if, if you're new or if, if I didn't, um, I literally had a healing Institute dropped in my lap and I now run mountains of hope. Um, I'm the general manager. I guess they're going to give me a, we're going to come up with a fancier title, probably just like executive director or something. But the reality is, is that, you know, um, from all the work I've put on the inside of myself, the world delivered me an institute. So my, I don't know if you know this story, Terry, but like my story, I, I, I healed myself at a health, starting at a health institute 
And that was the impetus for everything. And I've been going back there. And when I go back there, I have so much fun and I get to talk in front of groups and people come up to me and they're like, oh my God. And I've actually had people like, do you, do you run, do you own this place? Do you run it? And I'm like, no, I just healed here. <laughs> you know, It's like, but I'm very excited about it. And um, boom, um, just like the fish and the birds, uh, life has re, uh, reflected back to me um, an institute. And now I get to help other people. And we had a great first uh, influencers thing and every single person that joined there came up to me and, and then they probably told it to other people too but they told me that uh, that i changed their life and man that was just like i am right where i need to be i am right where i need to be and i've talked to a few follow-up calls with some of them and and it's been very special so all right let's get into what you're doing all right so tell us a little bit about you how you kind of grow up and how you became um you know uh the gal that uh the love conscious human yeah so uh, it was a long, arduous journey, but I was born with a head start because I was born clairvoyant. So I had a lot of extrasensory perception in lots of different ways. I realized around the age of 12 that not everybody had that because I thought everybody did. Why would I think any, any other way, you know? And, um, and then um, I used academia to, I, I was born in Iowa and I used academia to kind of get out of Dodge and get into Europe where I ended up working uh, in my early twenties for a research institute uh, studying the workings of the unconscious mind. And they were looking for people like me and that was great. Um, and they were working in social engineering and that's where I, I took a lot of learning. I was there for seven years and a lot of what I'm doing now is founded in that experience. Obviously, I went on to get a doctorate in divinity and metaphysics, and I became an all-faith minister. Obviously. A, a pranic healer <laughs> and like, you know, a leadership coach and a trained executive coach and all of, so all, you know, really building all the skill set to be out in the world to do this for the people that I can, uh, that are open to it. And um so, yeah. And so after all these many years of research, I've written a book um, that boils down the evolutionary journey of the human being. And it's not academic. I spent 10 years really making it accessible. I rewrote it six times oh, because wow. I really wanted people to be able to take it away. I, I don't have anything to prove. I don't have to get anything from academia. I don't, I, I have a very, my life is full of clients. I have everything I need, um, but I can only coach so many people. So I wrote the book on the journey, flip your switch, a user's guide to a whole new mind. And what I want to plug in there is, right now is something you just said. You said synchronicity brought you something. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when we are on track, that means we are, we are sort of plugging into that, what I call love consciousness, which is the underlying energy of life on planet earth, at least. I don't know about the other planets, but on earth, at least that's what I'm calling it. And um, when you plug into that, synchronicity kicks in because you're actually yielding to the natural forces that are there for you. Like you said, you find your place. And my book is made for people so that they can declutter 
and make the kinds of decisions and have the kinds of thought processes necessary to get to a place where synchronicity kicks in for them. That's the whole point of the book. Yeah. And it's, it's, I can't even tell you how important it is because it's like, this is how life is supposed to work. Yeah. Not supposed to work. Tim, this is how life works. Period. This is how we're supposed to think, but life is, this is life is working that way, whether we're thinking it or participating in it or not. Yep. Yep. It's, it's the, it's the, it's inherently in the design. Yeah. And plugging into it is when, and when people get this, like literally I've said this before, but your life becomes literally an, it's like an ecstatic explosion of joy and synchronicity. Mm-hmm. And you can't, and you can't even believe it. And, right. but the more you practice to live this way, the more you'll get in tune with it. And the more you'll be just like, of course, of course, this is supposed to happen. Of course, that person's supposed to be there. Of course, this money was supposed to come to me. Of course, the, I, you know, somebody calls me and I, I pull over and then the wreck happens in front of me. And it's like, whoa, you know, it's all, all, all these things. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 you can't even, make some of this stuff up. I mean, I just went through this. I was literally, I went down to help this guy with that, with that, with mountains of hope, the healing retreat in, in Medellin, Colombia. And then all of a sudden now it's like, I'm running the whole place. And I'm walking around for like three or four days going shit. Like, this is pretty awesome. <laughs> it's like, I've always won. And I wrote it out in my goals, literally morning mm-hmm. and ni- morning and night for years. I have a healing retreat in Costa Rica and I have a healing retreat in Hawaii. I want to have two of them. And and but I learned that, that that third part of the formula not being attached to an outcome. Maybe I will someday have a healing retreat in Costa Rica and maybe in Hawaii. But right now I got one in 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 Colombia. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so you got to teach yourself. So you get you get attuned to this stuff. And it's like, of yeah. course, I walked up to a woman on a beach one time. I was playing guitar and she 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 was sitting down. I walked over. and I was like, I was like, hi, my name's Tim. I'm from Oregon. Where are you from? She's like. I'm from Oregon too. And we were in Florida and the chances of that are very small. And, and I'm like, I, what I said was, of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. And like, we should have a conversation and we just had a great conversation, you know? So, uh, it just, I, I, I love, I love life and I love plugging into that synchronistic flow of, and that tapestry that's just sitting there waiting for us. And for every, every one of you listening, it's, it's literally waiting for you to plug in. It's like, it's mm-hmm. please come on in and play. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We're getting in our own way. Yeah. So that's the journey I take CEOs, executives and uh, startups through some, you know, I take, I'm here in Boston. So there's a little MIT Harvard nerds and stuff. So, you know, right. it's the journey that I take them through so that they can do this in their company. And um you know, my niche is kind of social entrepreneurs, kind of for an obvious reason, is that, you know, if you're only here to take, extract, and never give back, well, you're going to have a hard time getting to getting to understand this and participating in it because you're going to have to let go of that first. So I usually work with social entrepreneurs who are already like, I want to do something great in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm uh, as a leadership coach. And, um, I wrote the book in three parts and 52 chapters, one per week. 
about two pages each. Part one is the basics of mind. So debunking a lot of the stuff we think our minds are or the way we think things work, which is not true. And getting sort of like clearing out the garden, like get the weeds out. Right. So what, what inspired you to write the book? Was it more of just like, I'm stuck coaching a few people and I wanted to help more? Was that the impetus for it? It's more than not, that. Not stuck, not stuck, but I mean, I get it because like, there's only so much time in the day. And I hired a guy one time. And I was like, what should I do? And he's like, well, honestly, you should you should just sell your supplements and, and stop coaching. That's what he said, to, and grow your business. But And I'm like, ah, I got to coach people, but I, I get it. So that's why I created an inner circle where I could coach a whole bunch of people in a group setting. Mm -hmm. And so, because I, I, I love interacting with people and help people. And, and with COVID, I kind of missed the the one-on-one -on -one interaction now that I've been able to get out and start speaking again, it's, it, you know, at schools and, and, um, and now at mountains of hope in different places, local grocery stores. I love it. I love getting out and getting that. That's part of it. You got to meet real people and touch people and hug them and, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and then send that vibrational frequency like right into their heart and, and, and help them, you know? So what, 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 I guess what inspired you to do to write the book? So I got really sick. Hmm got really sick. And, um, at one point I was kind of, uh, off the path, chasing money, making some unfortunate choices. And with that, I, it was like my whole body, every cell in my body was like, okay, if this is what you're going to do, we're just going to go on strike. You know, so, so what, what, what do you think caused that? What were, and what were you doing? Were you just like eating hamburgers and drinking booze and no. partying? Or? No, actually I ended up with lead poisoning. Lead poisoning. Okay. Mm -hmm. From Boston water. Well, we see a lot of that nowadays. All the, all the water's polluted. Um, have yep. you ran into other people that are polluted with lead from Boston? Yes, I have. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I ended up with functional medicine doing and regenerative medicine and got, was able to heal, but I went on the whole, you know, the, the big journey of understanding all of that. And I was, I got to a point where I was like, I know so bloody much from working in social engineering, being clairvoyant. I understand the structures of consciousness, you know, who knows that? People come to me because I can I can um, help them understand the future of economics, and who gets to do that? I'm like I I need to put some of this stuff down in a book because I could die, and then it's all yeah. gone, you know. Yeah. Like well that would that that's like all of that would go to waste. What's the point if I I can at least do this and put it out there and see what see who who gets it. See who understands because I've boiled consciousness down into simple, simple uh, construct of war consciousness, which is, you know, capture, contain, and control something or somebody out there, that attachment to an outcome, got to get it right. Somebody's right. Somebody's wrong. You know, somebody's up, somebody's down. I got to get more than I give. Uh, all of that kind of you know, I call that war consciousness, which is like left, left versus right, right versus left, pro versus anti, black versus right. white. There's always, 
Yeah, that whole duality thing. Now, in in re religion or spirituality, we call it duality consciousness. I call it war consciousness because in real life, that's the way it manifests. Now, in the on the other side is love consciousness, which is where you you take a step back, you try to comprehend, you have a little compassion. You know, you look at the multivariable things. You're concerned about what's the best thing to do. Uh, you, you're complimentary. You try to, you know, figure out what's happening. You try to be creative. It's a much more, uh, larger understanding of any kind of problem, which is awesome for companies in product development, marketing. I mean, you name it. If you can step back and look at the bigger picture and figure out what you really want to do, why you really want to do it, you can move forward. And it's great to have for designers learning how to create you have to be in that right mind space that love conscious creative mind if you're not there you're just going to rinse and repeat what other people have done as a designer mm -hmm. you're not going to make new and, and 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 so pretty much getting anybody to shift makes them personally more healthy happy they make better decisions they're more creative they're more successful and generally they do better financially awesome well since this is uh the health hero show still yep. until yep. we switch it to the tim james show which is coming um what exactly happened to you what were your symptoms with lead poisoning what was your life like um i had lesions all over my body i became allergic to 35 different foods nobody could figure it out and I couldn't, I mean, I would just swell up and I, it was, it was horrible. I had lesions all over my body. Um, yeah. And, no uh, fun. yeah. And having, how you long know, did that persist? A couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of years. And then, uh, and so during that time, did you get, was there a depression that set in and you started eating crappy foods? Was it like a snowball effect or were you just trying to improve it the whole time until you figured it out? No. Um, I'm a bit of a hard ass when it comes to discipline, mm. disciplining myself. Uh, I didn't eat crappy food. No, I went the other way. I stopped eating gluten. I stopped eating any kind of sugar. I mean, I went, you know, yeah. all the way to all things that worked for me. And I got on the autoimmune protocol diet. I did a lot of things that were, um, very useful. So it me. all helped out. But then when you discovered it was lead, you got that out and that was it. Yeah. And then you already had the other stuff going. Yeah. And then I already had the other stuff going and I keep on that front. Yeah. yeah. I just going that way. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel today? How, how old are you? If you don't mind my asking and how do you feel I'm, today? I'm 57. Okay. And I feel great and I'm getting better and better and better. I did have a botched surgery on my knee, which was unfortunate. But um, that's improving too. And so now I'm back into Tai Chi and yoga and all the good stuff. Hmm. I would say that um, well, the one thing that I love about uh, most of the guests that I've had on is that they're actually doing the work themselves. They're living the lifestyles. They look much, much, much younger than people their age. I would have yeah. not have guessed you were... 57 and I, and I I can I can guarantee you for those listening you can't see Terry um but you have I don't know it's like an an energy of a very youthful person like like there's a there's a frequency of somebody that's in their 20s mm. um I would have said maybe you're 
I don't know. I'm either you have a really good filter or you're like in your there's no filter. Like you're in your late thirties, something like that. You yeah. know, so you know, and this is kind of the typical thing. Um, you know, um I I have this happen now all the time. Like down when I was in Medellin, people they're always asking, you know, how are you? I'm good. Are you I'm good? Like hey, what do you do for a living? You know, it's like, you have any kids? And then when it gets to the kids thing, I'm like, well, how old are your kids? I'm like, my kids are 24 and 21. And they stop and they're like, wait a minute, how old are you? I'm like, oh, I just, I just turned 50. And they're like, what? And and then literally when they hear that, they're like, well, I'm going to do whatever you're doing. And yeah. I love that. I love that. Like, I don't have to, like, the work, the the love speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. That's There's what a lot to be said for the energy, too. Like you got to clean up, make your body a great place to live. Okay. Like this is it. This is my earth suit. This is all I got. Right. Totally. So this is the number one priority after that, you know, um, it's all just shiny stuff. Be careful. One of the things I talk about in my book is what I call the happiness formula lie that undermines so many of us in so many ways. And that is this idea that, oh, if you get the right house, the right spouse, the right diploma, the right job title, maybe you get your kids into the right school or you get the right dress size or whatever, then you'll be happy. Like all this stuff piled up on one side will equal happiness. Win world, yeah. Total lie not at all true. And it's, it's a big part of the social constructs that regulate us. And marketeers use this at nauseum. And we have to watch out for it as individuals, as families, even as companies, like we have to like, hold on, wait a minute, that doesn't work. It never has. And it never will individually or in groups. You cannot line up enough stuff to equal happiness. Happiness is a state of being. It's actually something you fundamentally choose from your mindset. And then after that, things happen. Again, a little bit like you were talking about before. You knew you were on track because you you get something the universe is giving you. So you first got to get your head and heart figured out, your, your mental, emotional landscape cleaned up, ready to go, planted, all and healthy then amazing things happen. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk more about this happiness formula when we return. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I am back with Dr. Terry Bader. We're talking about, I guess we're talking about the happiness formula. You got to be happy on the inside if you want the world around you to be happy. And the really cool thing is, is that the world is not outside of you. It's actually on the inside. Um, You were just talking about, um, you know, stacking up all these things. Like when I get the house and the right spouse and the the title and the job and the dogs and everything, and everything's perfect. And the big 401k and all that, 
that's going to equal happiness. It's like when this happens, then this happens. I was just talking. I was actually coaching a, a gentleman today. Um, he's in his fifties, and he was talking about his mother. He's like, my mom is amazing. She was this big speaker. She did all these things. Um, she traveled the world. He's like, my mom is lives on like social security, and that's it. He goes. She doesn't have enough money to pay her bills. And she, Tim, she hasn't had enough money for years. But guess what? Her bills are always paid. They're always paid. She doesn't worry about it. She has complete control, uh, complete abundance. He goes, she is happy all day long. She finds happiness in all the little things. Like, I don't know if you can see my pen here, but the, the, the little edge broke off of it. If that would have mm -hmm. happened to his mom, she'd probably be like, ha ha. And she probably would have laughed at it, right? He goes, it's amazing. He goes, people just show up and they give her money. And it's just, he goes, I've been witnessing this for years. And he goes, here I am, you know, stressing out about money. <laughs> and my mom doesn't even care. And it just comes to her. It's like, I go, yeah, cause she's, it's, it's an, in, it's an inside game, you know, cleaning up your gut, getting your health right. But your, your happiness level, it's a choice. Right. And this gentleman actually quite interesting. Should pull his form out. And what he said, he said that, um, he believes that he's not worthy. He he thought he wasn't worthy, and he wasn't worthy f in, uh, um, in God's eyes. Mm. And I was like, I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Um, devout Christian, and I said, so in your scenario, um, well, you you believe in Jesus, right? He's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so does does God make mistakes? Oh no, no, God doesn't make mistakes. Who created you? And like, well, God. And I'm like, so God doesn't make mistakes. God created you. So creation doesn't make mistakes. Here you are. How could you possibly be unworthy? I said, you're basically slapping them in the face and saying that, yeah, you don't know what you're doing. You made me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a misfit. I, 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 I'm a mistake. I'm not worthy. And then he finally got it and was just like, he had this big breakthrough. It's like, oh, yeah, I am worthy. Like, yeah. You, you, you can't, if you're here and this is for everybody listening and it doesn't really matter what your religious background is. If you believe in Jesus or Allah or Buddha or your eighth, it doesn't really matter. Whatever God is to you, the higher mind, the vortex, he, she, it doesn't really matter. If you believe in creation, then creation created everything and, and, uh, and you exist for a reason. Otherwise you wouldn't be here. And the yeah. cool thing is, is there's these tool things. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but. You've got existence and non-existence. So if you don't exist, you never will. <laughs> it's just like, and so if you do exist, you always will. Now you might change forms. Terry was just talking about wearing your earth suit. You might wear this earth suit for a while, this version of it or whatever. But when this suit goes back into the soil, hopefully if they, somebody allows that, um, you know, you, you, you can't kill energy and that's in frequency and love. You just can't kill it. So there's no way you can die. You might change forms. So anyway, I just think all this stuff is like really awesome and cool. And I like shedding light on it for people. And for any of you out there that are listening, that might feel that you're not worthy, that you don't have enough value. Maybe things aren't going your way. Um, obviously on a higher level, you chose this, take responsibility for everything. Even if some jackass is doing something bad to you, um, take responsibility for it and then start to change that internal language and the internal belief systems. And you'd be surprised how fast the 
outside world changes for you. Okay, so um, let's go to some of uh, I had some other questions here for you. Um, I was wondering um, some of the systems that you are using to lead people so they can build their confidence and, and get in their personal independence. There's a lot of things going on in the book and uh, I, I lay it out for people to use. And it's basically just uh, incrementally shifting your mindset. So there's things in there like understanding how your thoughts affect you. Uh, you talked there a minute uh, a minute ago about what I call uh, corrupt core code, which is this idea that you're not good enough or something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And there are several uh, things that I lay out in the book about how to deal with that and how to shift your thoughts around it. There's um, also understanding another construct that uh, eats away at us that you mentioned also while you were talking, which is um, the sickness of more. It's like a it's like a mental pandemic mm. that we think we need more. Like there's never enough. And the minute you get something, you don't want it. You need to move on to the next thing. So the sickness of more is a real thing. We're sick. We're we're plugged into one of those social constructs that tells us that we're not good enough and we'll never be enough and we'll never have enough and that that's the way the world works. That's another one of those really, really big lies. The truth is we each have a part that we're all interconnected and interdependent, not codependent, not independent, interdependent. And that that's actually how everything works by being connected. And you really just need to kind of mind your own business and develop yourself from the inside out and find your place. Like imagine that it's a huge puzzle and you just want to, your puzzle piece, what does it look like? Where do you fit in the bigger landscape of everything? And then once you understand who you are and where you fit, you get to flourish. You get to develop all your potential. Everything you came here to do, you get to do it. That's how, how fun. It how exciting. How come people aren't, what, what do you think stopping most people from walking this, this fun path? We have historically created things that stop us in our social and economic structures. So we each have an evolutionary drive to grow ourselves and to um, answer a kind of a calling or what I came here to do, a sense of purpose. And everybody has the same basic purpose, which is be the best version of you and do what you came here to do. Okay. But it plays out completely uniquely for everybody on the planet, just like everybody has individual DNA that happens on an energetic, mental, and emotional level as well. Everybody is in is unique and they all have a unique calling. But that if we answer that evolutionary drive, we're gonna find a few things that hold us down from society. And a lot of them are linked to the economic models. Historically, over the past few hundred years, we have been participating in a pyramidal patriarchal uh, extraction economic model. And I'm not judging. 
Okay. This is just what we've been doing. And this is how we got big corporations. And this is also how, uh, you know, the feudal lords functioned as well. Uh, this is nothing new. Um, but it's all about extraction. And it goes against the love conscious, organic, holistic nature of life. It is over extracting. And that's why we have, that's why it's okay to dump chemicals in a river. And that's why it's okay to exploit people and, and not give them health care or the basic things they need uh, for survival, even though they give you all their blood, sweat, and tears in their job. Or it's, that's why it's okay to not educate people, not elevate people. So those decisions come from fundamental war consciousness combined with the, the pyramidal extraction structure of society and economics. So we've inherited this situation. It's nobody's fault. Nobody set out and said, hey, let's do this evil thing. It just rolled that way cumulatively from one circumstance, one choice, one cause and consequence to the next. Now this is what we have. But on a planet level, we are shifting. Our consciousness is shifting. Our economic systems are shifting and the pyramidal structure will eventually implode because we've reached a point on a planetary level. There's not enough food to feed the people we already have on planet Earth. There, uh, We are trashing the place and creating chemical toxins everywhere, other kinds of toxins as well. Um, and there's nothing that we're reaching a point where we just can't extract enough to continue to monetize the value and make people rich at the top because we actually have more and more billionaires all the time. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so oh, part of it, it's, it's kind of weird, like having an entire economic model that's literally based on emotions that can sway one way or the other. I'm talking about the stock market. I was a stockbroker for quite a few years mm -hmm. and a financial advisor. So we, it, it, it makes no sense. It's like, and I remember, oh my God, I got the richest man in Babylon. Did you ever read that book? No, this is a great book. Um, I haven't brought it up in a long time, probably because I've been talking about financial stuff, but anybody you want to get your children educated on finances or educate yourself. It's called the richest man in Babylon. And it's a storybook theme mm -hmm. and it's really fun to read. And one of the investment strategies was, Never invest thy principal or never invest thy money where thy principal is not safe. And it's like you put your money in stocks and it's like, I mean, you know, most people, 80% of people are losing money in the stock market. That's the reality. But they'll tell you the one time they made money and they keep everybody believing it. And then, you know, and I know there's a lot of people out there. Well, I've made all my money in stocks and all this and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, well, that's fine. Good Maybe you time. Maybe you got lucky. Maybe you timed it right. Maybe you were very smart. Maybe you did your own due diligence and invested in your own stocks, which I always told people that's probably the best. Like, I mm. really like this pen. I use these pens all the time. I love this pen. I'm going to invest in that company. That's probably a better thing to do than to just like let somebody else do it. Because the reality is, is most of these people in my end profession are gathering assets. They're really not paying too much attention to the money. You know, they're just, they, they shuffle it up, mutual funds and stuff like that. And, and it's literally like riding a roller coaster. 
And right. I see this all the time. Well, I was with Edward Jones and I lost half of my money in 2008. So I went over to Merrill Lynch and then they made me money. Well, you got involved with Merrill. They just reshuffled the deck, but it was the same thing. And then the market went up. So Edward Jones was bad because the market went down when you were with them. But then over here, you went with Merrill Lynch when the market went up. There's yeah. just as many people that hate Merrill Lynch because they were with Merrill Lynch when the market went down and they switched to Edward Jones and it went up. Merrill Lynch is bad. Edward Jones, good flip flop. It's yeah, the same but thing. I want you to notice. I want you to notice the war consciousness in that decision. It's just, I like it. I don't like it. It's working for me. It's not working for me without any deeper thought. Yeah. Right. It's and that's the that's like this mental problem, this mental emotional landscape problem that we have. We're not actually thinking enough about no. things. Deeper questioning, learning to question. Think about like have some open questions, not just going around. Hey, I'm just going to switch this because I don't like it and it didn't do what I wanted. Okay, that's a starting point, but. Okay, so what really happened? What's happening behind the lines? How did that happen? What's happening in the other in the other places in the other companies? You know these these other financial like you know providers. So you have to open things up, and that is what is what I call love consciousness. Fundamentally, is when you open up to thinking all of these other aspects, all these other data points, and stop knee-jerk reacting in your life but actually think your way yeah through. i'm, I'm I, you know not using the again your 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 money's in an industry driven by emotion and then you're using your emotions to drive your money into that industry it's just it's no different and like it, you it, what you talk, i think you talked about it earlier it's like where you take a step back and you kind of yeah. see the see the big picture of things and that's what i did what i was taught by a really good guy in the financial services industry because yeah. it, it was way different than what I thought. And I remember when I first told my one of my buddies, I'm like, oh, I got my Series 7 and my 66. I'm a licensed financial advisor. I'm a licensed stockbroker. Now he's like, oh, LTS. And I'm like, what? He goes, LTS. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, you got a license to steal. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm like, no, I'm going to help people with their money. He goes, you'll find out when you get into the industry. And I did. And I was like, oh, my God. They're just taking people's money. Mm -hmm. But the guy that I worked with, Jeff, he did work that way. So what I thought I was going to do, we ended up doing the complete opposite. We were like these rogue people doing all this weird stuff. Um, and Jeff had never, I, I, last thing I knew, he'd never lost anybody's money. And um, there was one thing that happened that was actually the SEC's fault, and they shut down an oil deal. But um, I, I, you know, he's not supposed to do it, but I don't know if he did, but... Uh, I, he probably paid those people back with his own personal funds. That's the kind of character he had, even though it was probably yeah. legal. I don't know if he yeah. did or not, but anyway, um, he was a good guy, but you know, so you'd educate people and like, I'm like, I'd show them this roller coaster. They've been riding. I'm like, you were on a, this is a roller coaster and you just got off of out of literally the roller coaster stopped. You got off. It pulled ahead like one car. You jumped back on the same roller coaster on a different car attached right by another one. And you got back on the roller coaster again. I was like, you could have just bought naked, you know, it was like S&P 500 index funds for like, I think it was like 10, 15, 20 basis points and yeah. rode the roller coaster. I'm like, why would you pay somebody to, to ride a roller coaster? Just like, you can do it yourself. Like, you don't need this. But if you want financial management, you know, that's what we're about doing. And we'd give this whole picture and stuff. And a lot of it was just like, ed it's education. You have to educate people. You 
Whether it's financial advising or your health or your relationships, you can't outsource this shit. You got to think for yourself. You got to think for yourself and you have to educate yourself. That's why I wrote the book. You know, I'm walking around with all of this massive knowledge. People come to me and they're like, within minutes, I'm, they're having like this, you know, the brain exploding emoji going, going off all the time in my sessions. And they're like, I didn't see that before. Oh no, now I see this. Oh my God. And they come back a week or two later and they're like, okay, this, my whole life has changed. I don't even feel guilt anymore. I stopped awesome. feeling guilt. Like I had this Christian, Judeo-Christian guilt thing going on for the last, you know, 40 years. You shifted my mindset. I don't feel guilt anymore. I feel remorse. I can move forward. I can fix things. I believe in myself. Like, and it's learning how to think. So understanding the nature of your mind and your heart, and then going through some basic steps. We're, we're not doing this. And I wish someone had given me this book when I was 14, you know, like, well, you gave it to yourself. I did give it to myself. I had to figure it out so I could write it, you know? Well, and, I, and I have to, I have to ask this question since we'll wrap up on the financial stuff. Cause you talked about economics and mm -hmm. uh, being clairvoyant. You mentioned something. So what is the new economic model, Dr. Bader? So there the, so we're shifting, right? Mm -hmm. And the pyramid has to uh, crumble at some point. Right now, there are whole industries screaming to be born. The incumbents are trying to hold them down a little bit because they're they're still trying to cat you know get their cash cows completely cashed out and figure out what else they can do in their extraction model to be as rich as possible. And you can't blame them because that's the way they were taught. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't say oh evil people. No, they're they're just better at it than some of us are. And they just did better in, in that model. So, but the model is going to change. We're going to shift to a uh, model, which is uh, more like, it, it's like the, it's like a net, a web, um, clusters. Now, a lot of things in life, not just economics are going to shift. This is going to be part of new mental models as we move forward to represent a lot of things, whether it's data, so it's a multi-dimensional, multi-variable web formation. And it's in this right-minded place where um, we stop having uh, silos, you know, within a company, we start to have synergy. And in the, in the principle of synergy, one plus one equals three. The outcome is greater than the sum of the parts. And as we're doing this, um, these little um, these little clusters of activity will be connected, interconnected, some with others, and they will cross pollinate uh, instead of having the pyramid. And this it will not be based on extraction. It will be based on value creation coming from the love conscious right mind instead of going up against the laws of nature. Uh, from a war conscious point of view, from a love conscious interconnected point of view, you yield, you get to know that, you know, that's where the synchronicity thing is. You yield to implicitly to what's actually happening and how things work in that field. And then 
you you reap the benefits and it's value creation. And of course, because people get scared, they're going to lose money. W money comes from value creation. No, it's not from extraction. So the more value you create, the byproduct is profit. Mm -hmm. As soon as you exchange with other human beings, when you, instead of trying to create need and create desires and manipulate people into wanting to buy stuff they don't need, which is a very war conscious mark, psychological marketing methodology, we have, on the other hand, stepping back, recognizing actual real needs that people already have addressing those real needs with solutions, not quick fixes, because we actually care about them as other human beings. And then this is the value creation in the transaction that creates profit. It's it's a, it's a, like a completely different mindset. Think of it like a blade, like a, a surgeon can heal someone with a blade and a criminal can hurt someone with a blade. Well, if you're war conscious, you go around hurting people. If you're love conscious, you go around trying to heal people. That's the mind shift. And that's a very sort of like basic thing, the way I laid it out there. But okay. I get I, mean, I get all the interconnections in the sum of the part, the whole is greater than, mm -hmm. than the sum of the parts. Um, inter interconnections are very important. So moving forward with, I don't know if you have this in your downloads, but are we going to be using paper money? Are we doing Bitcoin? Is it uh, gold or silver? Um, or is it bartering? What 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 do you think the future lies or a combination? All of the above. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think all of the above. And that's a very like tactical, practical question about all of those things. Um, and it go again, think about it. It goes back to the multidimensional model. We're going to have that ability to have individuality. We're not going to be doing things uh, just to like to fit in. We're going to do things because that's what is best or that's that's what belongs there instead of doing that. There's and then um, I forgot what I was going to say. I had you, you talked about downloads and there was something else I wanted to share. Now I oh, it was just a download about like money and stuff, but that's okay. We'll take a quick break. Let you regather your thoughts. And when we return, we'll wrap up with Dr. Bader here on love consciousness. We'll be right back. The average person today is carrying around six to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health. The best part? It is super gentle. And there is no diarrhea like most Gut Detox products. And it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. Com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Dr. Terry Bader having a really fun conversation. I feel the energy going back and forth through the Zoom airwaves. Hope you guys are feeling it. Um, all right. So let's let's just I let's talk about like I know you've been coaching people and stuff like that. So what what have you done lately? Like, just can you give me some examples of some people you've helped and what the real world results have been and how you've guided people and to transform themselves? Sure. Um, 
there's just so much. Uh, usually what happens is pretty systematic is that relationships get better as you shift from more to love consciousness, you know, you're healthier and all that. And your business goes great. Like, uh, you walk in you're instead of being nervous, you walk in to pitch something and you get it. You're not nervous. You're just taking it as an exercise, something that you are like, okay, I'm going to try this. This is good. Let's see what happens. And you're not hell bent on getting a certain result. And yet something even better happens. And there you, you know, you win the prize or I've had a, one of the things that happens a lot with my um, male executives is they start getting along really well with their wives and their kids. And, you know, of course they're more successful and, and their teams and stuff flourish but um, that's always a fun side effect. And another fun side effect that I have with a lot of um, on entrepreneur types or social entrepreneurs is as, um, they develop precognition. That's uh, pretty common uh, in my private practice that people will develop precognition. And uh, I, I love it because I'm like, okay, they're tapping into that field that we talk about. And that's the third part of the book, the emergence of the daemon. And that's uh, an ancient Greek term that we've known this for thousands of years. This is how people function. Is it the same thing like the field of infinite possibilities, infinite possibilities? That we the daemon is the connection between you in this physical world and the field of infinite possibilities. Okay. So it's your guiding light. It's your, it's your channel. Do you see the light here? Yes, I know. It's like that little green flame on your head. <laughs> Sometimes it's white. It depends on the logo design. Oh, all right. <laughs> but it is green in this situation. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So you work with a lot of entrepreneurs. You work with executives and business people. Have you worked with husbands or house house dads or housewives? Sure. I work with everybody who wants to elevate. Yeah, that's really it. It's like you want to elevate. I have people I've had ministers uh, like political mm -hmm. ministers, um, uh, you name it, athletes, CEOs. I do a lot of H&R, L&D, because obviously they're into what I'm doing, you know, because it, it's, it's, it really can pop for them. Um, I have everybody from small to you know, one of my clients is active in 120 cities worldwide. Hmm. Okay. So global. A, a diverse mix with yeah. many interconnections. Yes. Of course. And that's kind of the image, you know, when you were talking about the Zoom sphere, whatever. It's like, if you think of planet Earth and you've got people like you, people like me that are trying to elevate and we're like these little golden white lights. And then we, if we were to draw threads between us, you know. I'm doing right now this podcasting tour. I'm talking to people all over the world. Yep. And it's like this thread, this thread of mind, this thread of light, this thread of elevating consciousness happening. And I'm like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna web the world and help it shift. Have you have you done um any spiritual work in the form of do you do meditation? If so, how yes. often? Yeah. Um, have you done things like mushrooms or ayahuasca to kind of tap into that field? Or has it been all through like meditation? I do not. I do not do shamanic, uh, substances. 
like you mentioned, mm -hmm. I, uh, I do meditate a lot and believe me with my constitution, that's plenty. I have accidentally levitated. I have, uh, you know, I'm already like, there's already the precog and the channeling and I channel for um, certain clergy in the Buddhist spheres as an oracle. So there's enough going on. I don't need to spark it too much. I'm, I'm set. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's awesome. So what's, what's your vision for the future of humanity? And how does your book contribute to that vision? Uh, I really, really, uh, think that we're shifting, uh, you know, we're going to have this economic model shift. We're going to have this mind shift of understanding duality to unity consciousness, i.e. war to love consciousness out in the world, the way we treat each other. Um, I really believe this and, um, you know, no problem to quote Einstein, no problem was ever solved at the level of consciousness that it was created. So we are moving to the next level. And I, my book is really here to teach anybody what it means to be love conscious. And my, I guess my, my hope, my desire, my mission is to, you know, make love consciousness, uh, an everyday word like blue. Like, yeah. so when someone says love consciousness, it, they would know just like if you said blue. Right. Azul. That's the Spanish. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Like, just, they'll know. Yeah, they'll know. That's good. They'll know. They'll see it in their mind's eye, and they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Cool. Well, is there anything else that you, um, you have any downloads that you'd like to share before we wrap up? No, I think I shared quite a few. Come on, channel something. Oh, no, hold on. There is there is something about like the, those industries just screaming to be born. Mm, yes. Regenerative. Yes. All yeah. things regenerative, circular economy. Why? Because that's how nature functions, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how it's functioning. So if we learn from nature, and I call this in the book natural economics, at the if we do that instead of trying to, you know, extract or squeeze. Instead, we listen and learn and help. It feeds us and it creates more and more value, i.e. more and more profit. Yeah. And, and there are like, but it's got to have this constellation structure and we need to have this yielding attitude in order to get to do it. Uh, so all things regenerate, regenerative medicine, regenerative farming, regenerative manufacturing, circular, uh, circular economics in all its forms, um, you know, and more than I yeah. have. You know. That makes sense. I remember reading an article a long time ago when I was a financial advisor. It said, Apple orchards will always outperform Apple stock. <laughs> and they did the comparison. I was like, whoa, it smashed it. Mm -hmm. and, um, and as far as regenerative goes, we talk about this a lot. Like here on the farm, uh, we are building a acre and a half to two acre sustainable food forest as a demonstration model. And then the rest of the farm will be in regenerative agriculture. And so we're going to start teaching other farmers here locally to stop tilling and killing and spraying and I don't know, fraying or what the fiber of these bacterium that are in the soil. Um, and it's so cool because I can go up right here on Mount Emily every fall and pick huckleberries and they're delicious and they're beautiful and they're wonderful and they're, they've, they've never been sprayed. They've never been tilled. 
I don't have to, nobody. There's nobody has to go up and pull a weed. Nobody has to do. We don't have to water them. We don't have to seed them. We don't have to cover them up because the frost is coming. We don't have to do nothing. We go up there and we pick them when the time is right. Right. We get the perfect berry every time. And this is how nature works. And so you're right. I believe in the regenerative is a really, I'm really glad that download came to you because it's, it's, we need to regenerate ourselves. We need to regenerate our minds, our hearts and open up to our souls and regenerate our interconnections among each other as a society to change things. Uh, well, and just actually to, to merge back into nature. Yes. To, to merge back and be healthy. So we've got, we've cut ourselves off. We need to merge back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Back to the mothership, which yep. is connected to all that yep. is. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I've really enjoyed our time today. I really appreciate you and the work you're doing and the people you're helping and the, 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 the torch that you're carrying around. I can see it flaming above you. It's a white light and it's fun because you're going around and lighting up other people. And the cool thing is not diminishing your torch at all. In fact, it's probably in some weird, magical, mystical way, you're getting brighter and brighter and brighter the more you help people. And that's just how it works. And that's how it works. Um, yeah. It's, it's really cool what you're doing. And, um, so where can listeners, uh, learn more about, uh, Dr. Terry Bader and, and, and the book flip your switch. So or flip you- switch, a you flip your switch, a user's guide to a whole new mind. Dr. Terry Bader is on Amazon for now. It will be in other places soon. Um, then you can find me, uh, at loveconscioushuman.com, loveconscioushuman.com. You can find me on Insta. Dr. Terry Badar one, the digit one, uh, on Insta, you can find me on LinkedIn, Dr. Terry Badar, and you can find me also my professional leadership coaching site is white lily coaching.com, which is like the flower white lily. And uh, what's the significance of the white lily? Oh, you're the first to catch that. So in ancient alchemy, the white lily is the symbol of pure uh, self-actualization and realization. I'm typing it in my little thing right now on the browser, white lily. White lily in, in um, uh, with the, the, like, if you look at the 13th century alchemists. <laughs> the first thing that comes up is white lily enriched, unbleached, self-realization yes. flower. Jeez. Okay, well. <laughs> There's a big thing about it. There it is, the white lily. Oh, it's beautiful. I wonder what it smells like. It's very sweet. It's considered a heavenly um, also fragrance, much like the rose. Cool. And we're, it's uh, whitelilycoaching.com. Oh, there you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice sight. Very nice. Realize your vision, people. All right. Very cool. Well, I love what you're doing. You have a lot of energy. You're... You're happy. It's uh, even when you're you got a serious look on your face. There's a little tone of a smile behind it, and I love that. Yeah, I am happy. Yeah. This is the best work in the in the world that I get to do. Can you imagine? Yes, serious. I can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. And we're both laughing, so that's good. And that's what we want for you listeners out there. So, Doctor Bader, thank you so much for being here, and thank you so much for tuning in again. If you guys haven't, uh, um. Uh, subscribed yet you know please do so that would be awesome uh, we really appreciate that um, more importantly though you know it's the likes and that kind of stuff but um, 
is like if there's episodes here that resonate with you, just flip them over to somebody else. Maybe like who's who do I know that could benefit from the downloads that, that Tim and Terry had today that maybe could shift them. And maybe it's yourself. Maybe you want to go back and listen to it again and take some notes and and then take action. That's the that's where the physical reality meets that spiritual um, the road right there, right? The, the the physical rubber meets the spiritual road. It's like you have to take action. And when you boil this stuff down, it's not woo-woo. It's just simply pure physics. What you put out is what you get back. So we want to give you good good and stuff that we've experienced that's actually worked for us and lots of people that we've helped and coached. And hopefully it'll work for you. But you got to get first-person experience. So you actually have to do that action step. So I hope that there's something here for you today that you can improve your life with, become the light, Increase your vibrational frequency um, and enjoy the interconnections of the consciousness shift that's happening. And we, we, we do it all in love. And so with that, I love everybody listening. I thank you so much for your time, taking time out of your day to uh, tune into the show. I hope that um, you get to become the light for yourself first. And then by doing that, that's going to transition out to your friends and your family and your community and the world at large. So until next time, change yourself, change your world. And I'll see you guys again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) 